everyone. Welcome back to the Turning In Podcast, the official first episode that Amy and I have actually recorded in the year 2024. We are talking a bit about what has been relevant in our lives in regards to IFS recently, some parts that we were working with and that had come up over the holidays and just sort of what our entry into this new year and hopefully new experience was and will be. So go ahead and listen to that. And then at the end, I have Amy answer just a couple of Reddit inquiries and questions and get her thoughts on kind of what's going on in the Reddit, Reddit sphere. <laughs> um, I hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday season, is ready for 2024. We are here, baby. It is going to be a good one. And thanks as always for your support. With all that, I'll go ahead and get into it. Dr. Amy Crawford. Hello. Welcome back. Megan Jones. Let's keep going with that fancy groove. Yeah. Nice little melody. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Happy 2024 to you and our listeners. Yes. Happy 2024. We had our kind of New Year's goals, New Year's vision, um, and guided exercise we talked about last. recorded in 2023, but dropped in 2024. So now we're actually in 2024. So that's why I have to say happy 2024. No, 100%. It is actually the new year. Uh, How's it been going? That's kind of what our vibe is today is a little bit of a check-in, see how the holidays went, kind of talk about any just sort of like a casual chit-chat get to know us and what's been going on and then we'll kind of go into some reddit secret reddit things that you don't know about in a little bit but i was like secret reddit i was like is that like a whole thing you know about oh secret (laughs) to me secret to you probably i mean honestly probably there's probably everything is on reddit as i'm learning as i'm kind of learning the whole reddit sphere they call it Oh, is that what it is called? That's what the kid. That's what I understand. The kids call it. I'm not necessarily oh. perfectly um, involved, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I I only been on there like three times, and that's been in the last two weeks to check. Not not what you might be asking me, but to learn about sourdough starters. That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. So, what was your question? Uh, how the frick are you doing? Oh. Yeah, I'm actually doing really, really, really well. Um, and if I really zoom out, I'm always doing pretty well. And parts of me find it really easy to be kind of snarky and negative and highlight the things that don't feel great. And I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing really, really Good. well. Um, great end of the year. Great start of, well, great start of the new year personally, professionally. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I can expand on all of that, <laughs> but, yeah. but what's, what I think is great and why things are great is because it's not in the absence of bumps. It's just, it's really cool when you do recognize that this whole IFS sphere, <laughs> see what I did, um, actually works. I mean, I've known it's worked. Obviously I wouldn't, I'm a cut and run girl. So if it wasn't working, I would have cut and run over a decade ago. Long time ago, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see how it works. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like in real life, even when you're not doing, yeah, not in crisis, but also not like, I mean, I'm always doing the work in some way, shape or form, whether more formally or more just the thousands of U-turns I try to do during the day. But yeah, you know, time with family, it worked. Mm. (laughs) Uh, New Year stuff, it worked. I didn't listen to the episode we did on like resolutions because I don't generally listen to our episodes <laughs> um, cause I don't like hearing my voice. And yet I still did the practice of it where I was like, okay, let's play with the vision for mm-hmm. 2024. And yeah, it works. It, it does work. And that was a really cool. I want to thank you again for introducing me to that exercise and our listeners. Cause I did it again after obviously like mm-hmm. on that episode as we're, in a recording, you know, state of mind and in a podcast, I wasn't able to like fully delve in and, you know, do the full exercise. And I, I went back and I've, I've listened to the exercise a few times, even while I'm driving. Oh my gosh, breaking the rules. But, um, yeah, but listening while driving is different than, than closing your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, I just found it really helpful. So I want to thank you again in, in coming back to like a a much more values based sort of space. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, So out of curiosity for you, what, yeah, what sort of visions were you, are you nurturing? So it's very much along the lines of sort of what we talked about in that episode, the Mm -hmm. strength, uh, the strength thing just continues to come up and that's not that's not only, I think what that exercise helped expand for me, especially after listening to the episode and talking about the physical strength. Mm -hmm. I love athletics. I love to go to the gym. That's like where I've actually been talking to my boyfriend a lot about. That's probably one of the places I feel the most confident. And it's not because I'm the most fit person there. It's because I feel so self-aligned there. And I look at it like a playground and like a place where I'm nurturing my my mental health and my physical health and moving your body obviously has physiological effects. So nurturing strength in that area became even clearer and then strength kind of just in life, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm not anticipating, anticipating having to face like great adversity in, in any, you know, sense of the way, but. Um, well, it is 2024 and a, in an election year, so you never know. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. I, I guess that's true. I also listened to something the other day, and I don't, gosh, I don't even know why I brought it up because I can't recall it, but it was one of those like crisis movies that came out, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and the crisis mm-hmm. happened in 2024, and they were bringing that up. But oh. that was more of a, along the lines of uh, hopefully a, a joke. But yeah, so I think nurturing strength and and um that that's kind of the main thing that's been on my mind recently and all of the things that that can look like i guess whether that's Mm -hmm. feeling you know strong physically and physiologically and working towards a goal there or feeling um more confident and strong in in my opinions and speaking up for those Mm. things and like advocating yeah. more strength and like advocating for um yeah 
all sorts of stuff in the workplace. And yeah, that's kind mm-hmm. of, that was like the essence of it, I guess. What about it's you? Rad. Super rad. Um, for mine, it's been my big vision of envisioning myself walking through 2024 has been with it from a place of creativity. Um, parts of me have always thought of creativity saved for those who bring paint to canvas or draw or sketch or do some sort of like fine art does not have to be fine art, but like art, if you will, and those traditional sort of capacities, which is not, <laughs> that's not within my realm at all. Um, and so nurturing creativity for me really comes through cooking and baking and writing. And so I've been doing a lot of that, which has been really, really kind of yummy and mm. yeah, literally yummy, but also <laughs> like spiritually yummy. Um, so I've been, and that does kind of go back to the joke of why I've been on Reddit is playing in the world of sourdough breads. Um, I was given a really lovely old starter with lots of good energy in it when Lucia was born. And out of having to choose between keeping two living things alive, I chose Lucia. <laughs> And I was like, oh, damn, can't keep this other thing that I need to feed every day or two and <laughs> give love to. Like, that's got to go. So sadly, that died off pretty quickly. Um, real, real quickly, actually. Lucia's 10. So cool. I made a good choice. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying my hand at that. So that's been really fun and interesting. And I know this may sound ridiculous. But parts of me by history have always tried not to do things that I would fail at. I like to do things I'm good at that come easy for me that I can almost just naturally and inherently excel at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a good cook and you know that I'm a mm-hmm. good, I am a very good cook, mm-hmm. but I'm known more for savory stuff because it doesn't take as much precision or patience. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm really dabbling into the world of baking and patisserie and things that require patience, mm-hmm. precision, <laughs> a sense of playfulness, practice. Funny, because those are often all the P's that we bring into the IFS therapist role mm-hmm. too, which I can do in therapy, but not in other areas of my life with as much ease. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of like, fuck it. If this fails, it fails. What does that mean? Nothing. It means I buy more flour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I spent $5 on a bag of flour. I relate a my, lot. My, to- my flour is a little more spendy than $5, but well, yeah. <laughs> well, you, usually they end up being a little, yeah. Especially if you're trying to make something like a patis- like patisserie related, if you're doing like flaky doughs and things like that. Oh, but, but wait, yeah. I'll celebrate something after you share here about that. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to relate to you because this last, I'm kind of out of it right now. Um, it's also a little bit difficult. So I'm gluten-free. I don't eat right. gluten. And so my poor boyfriend is like, the tragic. Kid. it's tragic yeah, to me, tragic for him, but we've both been like, 
especially, and we'll get into this, like kind of the Christmas holiday and stuff. Cause although there was a lot of balance, we both also indulged and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to eat any more of your damn zucchini breads and your, you know what I mean? So I'm, we're kind of off that right now, but relating to you, it is such a fun, playful thing for me mm-hmm. as well, because I am not, I'm not a baker. I'm very much aligned with you. I'm like a savory, like dinner meal prep, Mm -hmm. you know, like food prep type of person. And there is just this extra sense of fun for some reason that comes with the baking for me as well. Totally. No, like I've got my scale out and I'm measuring things and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's, and it doesn't feel tedious or it feels scientific and exploratory and fun. And by God, I have mastered the art of the French macaron. Just oh, oh my yeah, God. no, uh huh, yeah, no, with the feet and all the things that are requirements for a real one. Yeah. So much so that I had the patience to wipe down my KitchenAid metal mixing bowl with vinegar, as they suggested. Wow. I mean, I did all the things, and guess what? It worked. Yeah, the first day it did not, but the second day it did. <laughs> Well, I just got, yeah, welcome everybody to the IFS podcast slash baking yeah. podcast. Uh-huh. I but, just but, got, but right, but, but parts are up for me oh, around that, right? Like the day it didn't work, like I had parts that were pissed. I had parts that were frustrated. I had parts that were like, mm-hmm. you didn't read it right. Like judging me, I had all the parts. Mm-hmm. My history, just those mm-hmm. parts would have been like, forget it. And then I'm not going to try again. I'm taking my toys and leaving this. Yeah. Trip. French sandbox of baking. <laughs> and the next day I was like, oh, this is we fun. It's it. a challenge. Let's try. Yeah. So, it. so see, it is IFS and baking. No, <laughs> it totally is. And I actually want to go back to a comment you made. I I just got a comment you made in a second. I just got my very first hand-me-down KitchenAid. I haven't even used it yet, but I got it a couple weeks ago, right before we traveled, and I haven't. I'm it's excited dreamy. to see all the fun things. Yeah. Mm. But you said something going back to parts as it relates to all of what you just said. I think it's actually extremely common and most of us probably do it more than we even realize um, only kind of being gravitated towards things that we're good at for, you know, for sake of, you know, hoping to protect ourselves from being disappointed or feeling stupid or not good enough at something or, you know, whatever. And so I think it's actually a really, um, cool mindset to be in when it's like, you know what, I'm going to approach this really playfully and it's going to be a challenge and I'm not going to be good at it. And I'm going to allow that to be the case. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's just a beautiful, a beautiful mindset because it shows a little bit of humility and brings the playfulness in where there's less pressure and we just need, Mm -hmm. or I can speak for myself. I feel like I definitely need activities like that where I feel just less, less pressure. Yeah, no, I agree. Or bringing less pressure into activities that inherently do bring more pressure, right? But yeah, we'll see. So tomorrow I will use the starter that mm-hmm. I tried my hand at. We'll update <laughs> accordingly with that. And what's cool is Lucia made her own. She used oh, King cool. Arthur flour. I used Bob's Red Mill. So we both use different flours. Hers is doing better, which also may telling of our personalities i'm not sure um so we'll see we'll see how it all goes yeah we're gonna use the we'll make sure that we include a segment Uh this year to update on the baking Mm -hmm. um and see what the litmus test of 
between the competition that's between you and your old friends. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, I want to talk about, okay, so we obviously. Oh, real fast too. Another creative thing that I do want to give a shout out for is I'm a huge Nikita Gill fan, as I know you are oh, as well. Yeah, I have poet. a tattoo of one of her poems. Yep. Yeah, she, she feels like a friend, even though I don't know her. <laughs> um, and her poetry always kind of like a balm that just, yeah, I love. And so she is now on Substack doing, which is something I'm entertaining also from a creative space, but she's doing some writing there, which is really lovely, but she did is kind of towards the end as we're nearing the end of January, but doing a January creative writing challenge that I signed up for. And it's been a daily, really cool thing. That's also lit my pilot light, if you will. Oh, speaking of pilot lights, you and your furnace. Um, It split my pilot light on doing more writing. And so I want to give a shout out to her and that really cool creative challenge that she's offered. It's been really fun and nurturing. Really, really So I've been writing. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, yeah, lots of that create, you know, creativity, which point of feedback, which is sort of related. It is so hilarious to me, Amy, to hear you say that you don't feel like you're normally um, like a super creative person outside of some of those things, because I view you as one of the most creative people I know. And, and that does include like painting and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I haven't been to your house in a long time, but I think the last time I walked in, you had this like painting of a son that you were working on and like you and Lucia with the homeschooling, you had always like integrated it, I guess, into different areas, even in your IFS journal where you biographied all of your parts and things like that. I just, it's funny to hear. I sort of like giggled a little bit when you were like, oh, I'm not usually drawn to it in that way because I just have such a different view of <laughs> different view of you. And it's what really funny doing. what's happening in my body as you say this. I feel like a burning constriction in my chest. I don't know really? what's going on. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Parts are like, what? Um, yeah, weird. And I feel a little out of body. Let me check what's up. <laughs> what is um, really for me? <laughs> um, it's both a thank you. It's a lovely compliment. And I think the rub for me is I've never seen myself as creative in the traditional sense, maybe like of, yeah, some of those like stereotypical modes of creativity, but I definitely think I'm a fairly creative thinker, like with problems, right? Like the agency we work like, so I, I do love being creative. I just don't think it's ever been as traditional. I don't know, but thank you. Thanks for seeing me as a creative being yeah absolutely and I I totally can see like because I think of myself as very creative it's one of my values actually it's something I like really try and nurture and it's not always in like breaking out the watercolors and stuff like that right. and some sometimes the way that it comes about is in the problem solving and solving mm-hmm. puzzles and yeah. seems more like this logical thinker yeah and I imagine I'm kind of projecting this opinion onto you or like and I imagine with two PhDs and things like that, you probably have parts that have identified with the, like the academic 
more than the creative at times in your life. So I think it's cool to hear that you're like experimenting in that way, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Anyways. Um, Okay. So last year we talked about the holidays did the holiday survival guide. We talked about upcoming. Thank God um, we did that survival guide. Cause it really helped me. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't again, didn't listen to it, but it really helped me as I digested what I was saying in the moment when we recorded. I know. I'm like, I don't think you always have to listen if you were there, right. but um, it definitely was like a highly consumed episode as well, which sort of is telling to me. Oh, was and- it? Yeah, it did quite well. And I think what that tells me is that we're not alone, (laughs) you know, and some of not that we ever really felt that way or anticipated that would be the case. And how tied in with your comment about how IFS, wow, kind of actually works. How was your holiday season? You don't have to get like, obviously into too personal, but I know that those things based on conversations we've had. I know that those things tie together about sort of the different experience that both of us had this year with the holidays and the deep dive of IFS that I know I like really, really deep dived um, into IFS really the last like 18 months um, Mm -hmm. with some circumstantial things where it felt like crisis, love, crisis, love. And then obviously you've been entangled with trainings and your own personal work. So yeah, so raise it. Um, went so yeah, it actually translated beautifully into real life magic. I would say, um, my parents met me and my family, Gary, Lucia, and I, and our dogs. <laughs> so traveling with the three humans and two large dogs to Arizona. My parents coming from California to Arizona, meeting in a shared space, separate but shared space, if you will, a little guest house sort of setup, probably wrought with as many potential opportunities for parts to show up. Parts were there for sure. Um, Lots of anticipatory parts, lots of parts trying to modulate expectations all the things um and then mind you parts wanting a complete redo of a shit show of a family trip in the summer so lots of lots of lots of anticipatory activity for my system and what was asked of me by gary before well before a week or two before was what are your expectations of the trip and I was like, huh, good question. Um, and I said, at this point, to be honest with you, if we could spend an hour together, all of us each day, that felt somewhat at ease, that would be a win. Doesn't need to be all day, every day. Doesn't need to be these firework moments. Just a meaningful hour that felt connecting and easeful. Which is cool because I don't know that that's an expectation that parts of me would have allowed self to even entertain even a couple months ago. Um, So that was my hope. 
well, the trip truly was magical on many levels. And what became so clear is that self begets self. And I know that. I've known that. I've had all the experiences of that in other areas and dimensions of my life. But this trip, that really became crystal clear. I was able to access self in such a way that it allowed the people around me to also be in more self. Um, and there were some really, really rich moments between my dad and I that were wildly unexpected. Ones that, yeah, I never would have expected to happen in my lifetime, actually. Some really reparative, beautiful, beautiful moments. Um, so yeah, it actually was really quite amazing quite astounding. And yeah, so it was great. And I also had parts that I gave permission to put, you know, I kind of joked with you about this, Megan, you know, think of driving in a limo, right? And you got the limo driver and you got the little button to put a plex, not that I've really ever driven in many limos, but like back (laughs) in the day going to homecoming or something, even though the fundamental Christian school I went to didn't have dances. We didn't winter formals. Anyhow, You'd hit like the button. So the plexiglass would go up between the, you know, the driver and the parts in the back, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so there were some moments of me needing to do that to deliberately um, with, with moments of putting some plexiglass up so that other behaviors and things happening outside of what was going on between my dad and I weren't a distraction but even that felt deliberate and self-led. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, and I think that speaks to what we talk about, you know, calling on your parts and, and when you're in self, that doesn't mean that you're just this like open. uh, I mean, you're very open, but you're not just like um, this open thing floating through the atmosphere at there's all. There's still a like, porosity. Yeah. Right. Like there's yeah. still a porosity that things can come in, go out, but not everything comes in. Not everything goes out. Yeah. It doesn't land the same and you, and right. it's perfectly okay in a self led state to be like deliberate is the word that you use. And I think that's perfect. Like be very deliberate and that's happening and just like this awareness that you have of what's going on around you and how things may or may not land and the ability when we're in self to like um, foresee uh, and protect, but not in that same manager firefighter way. It's like a little bit hard to articulate for me to be honest, but it it is being in self and being able to do that and press the button to put up the plexiglass. It is calling on, on our parts in a protective way, but not in that same reactive kind of sense. I don't, it's, yeah, maybe, maybe I think you're catching what I'm throwing down, but it's difficult. I'm having a hard time articulating what I mean because I've felt it, but then like trying to explain it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's, well, it's different, right? Because I was aware of the parts that wanted to react to this other energy that was coming in outside of my dad and I, and it would have been very easy for them to start taking over to do that. But rather than 
giving them full blown permission. I was like, no, nah, this feels important if, to stay true to what's happening between my dad and I right now. And hmm, plexiglass part. Yep. Please. Yep. <laughs> Bring it up. Right. Um, and that part was in the greater service of something beneficial to my healing. Right. That's kind of what I was, like, as you were speaking, I was like, it's not only the deliberate choice to put up the plexiglass, but even bigger than that, it's a deliberate choice to stay connected to the thing that is like flourishing and right. Um, right. like before your eyes. Like that's like kind of the bigger. Yeah. Moment. It's feeding, it's feeding the sourdough starter, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm choosing to stay here, not go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, and it's also, it was really intriguing, you know, with that plexiglass part that was given permission from self, you know, self was pushing the button, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It, it had to also happen because of the clarity of how parts were showing up for this other person in response to the hard conversation my dad and I were having. Mm. Right. And I should just call it what it is. My mom, like my mom had was all sorts of partsy around it. Um, And you could tell very uncomfortable. And so in service of maybe insulating her. Yeah. I don't think it was insulating her. It was insulating me and my dad. Yeah. It was very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Also pretty compassionate on, you know, compassionate for her, you know, not to make it this big, huge fight or this whole thing that ruins everybody's night. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay plugged in here and not, not, not feed that part of you. Well, because my parts could have been the reaction. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Like my parts could have very easily engaged with her parts. And then it becomes this big, whether it's a blow up, like an actual blow up, or this just like emotional tension. It's a a blow up for the connective situation that you're in. Right. So, yeah. So um, it was pretty cool to see self so present. Yeah. And a lot of courage, right? Sharing. Mm -hmm deeply with my dad, some areas of impact as a kid that he was fully hundred percent open and receptive to, Mm -hmm. um, in a way that I've never experienced. I'm almost, I'll be 48 in two weeks. And so, yeah. in 48 years, a different level of receptivity, um, which was pretty cool. And again, I feel very fortunate and privileged to have had that moment with him. And I'm not saying, Oh, it's just because self begets self, not some like, esoteric bullshit but genuine like it's cool when you do the work it does work Mm -hmm. and not everyone does get those magical moments of external repair Mm -hmm. but the difference was i've done so much internal repair with those parts those wounded littles that i also think that created space for the potential of this Mm -hmm. to happen also because it, it wouldn't have if i hadn't already if they didn't know me those little right right so yeah well i think that there is an external factor there as well where 
obviously, oh, man, this could get convoluted. And well, it's like they didn't need him to do that because they were good already. And yet it was like, fuck, yeah, you did it. Well, I think so. There's the internal aspect. And I also think, Amy, whether this is actually true or just me making up a story, but you've done so much work. And as we go through this growth period, that growth does externalize and does show up for the other people in in these relationships Mm -hmm. with us. And so who's to say that three years ago, your dad would, because I know some of the details about that Mm -hmm. conversation and sort of what happened and who's to say, and just like the how reparative, (laughs) I think that and impactful that really was for you. Um, And who's to say that three years ago, 10 years ago, when you hadn't shown up in the way that you currently do, that he would have even felt safe to bring, to ask some of those questions and bring it up because Mm -hmm. maybe you weren't as, um, predictable or or that energy was just different so it's yeah. like i really do think that self does beget self as mm-hmm. as much as you know we've said that and repeated it it, it just creates such a different outward experience for the other yeah. people in our lives as well let alone our internal system mm-hmm. to trust like whatever this turns into and and how freaking rad i just love gary like what a mm-hmm. cool meaningful question to preempt yeah. mm-hmm. a couple weeks before for his own system as well like yeah. Amy, what's what's your expectation um because i'm sure he you know wanted to protect you in some ways as well i don't know just it's like i said it could get convoluted but it feels like there were so many things including the long-term work that you've been doing that aligns for such a cool reparative experience that you're right not all of us are going to get and you did and how rad well and i did twice right i did Mm. my parts got it from me and then they also got it from him right right? so did they need it from him no and it sure felt good yeah right yeah it's just it's meaningful when when stuff like that like when we can slow down and you know stuff like that actually does come to fruition because we've already done it with ourselves hopefully and then it's like Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what a cool outward experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that survival holiday really, <laughs> really did wonders. In handy. <laughs> Just on replay in the back of your yeah. head. From that yeah. It was electric, man. It works. Yeah. This stuff works. It freaking <laughs> works. It really, really does. I had a sim, I mean, similar but dissimilar experience yeah. where, um, first of all, I've, never taken as much time off of work for the holidays as I did this year. I, you know, we were traveling, uh, my boyfriend and I went back to, you know, his home for California and spent time with his family for Christmas. And so I needed to take some time off of work and, um, I've never had that, especially in the industry we work in. I've, I've worked in 24, seven, 365, you know, industry and facilities since, for 13 years now, you know, now that we're in 2024. So um, it's just never been the case. And I've Mm -hmm. never, you know, I've never also prioritized that just based on my own family dynamics, you know, like it's never been a super important thing uh, for my family to even celebrate on the actual holiday. So 
that was a new experience for me, which I want to do every single year <laughs> moving forward now because because of the experience that I had. What a wonderful, like I see why people put so much importance <laughs> towards not only the family time, but also the rest and rejuvenation and reflection that kind of tends to naturally and inherently come with. Well, the new and there's year. a reason other countries like yeah. basically stop all things. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like for two weeks at the end of the year. Like yeah, and that's basically the experience I got to have, like yeah. I was off from the 20th of December minus like a day or two until the 2nd of January. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really this beautiful elongated experience. And then I did have some, uh, you know, based on some more recent past relationship experience mm-hmm. and um, that was not good. I had a little bit of anticipatory anxiety, but also felt and yet also felt like very self-led where it was like, I have some parts up around, around, you know, being um, totally uh, like um, integrated into this new experience of family and things like that. Um and staying, you know, like at their house, there's not like a huge amount of separation. It's like really, really integrated into, you know, both parents and grandparents and then events and brothers and sisters uh-huh. and not knowing, uh, you know, that predictive and like protective part of me who's. You what you went muted. It, it's so protective that it muted you actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, protective I'm very routine based I have my I'm sorry um, the reason I'm chuckling is because I'm like oh oh yes oh all the things yeah you know you know details Uh about all of that right Um, when you and I have cohabitated together many 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 times (laughs) and we're both very routine based in that way yes so painting the picture uh for people that don't know me uh, I have lived alone the vast majority of my adult life I you know like I'm very you know open to uh, am I very open to <laughs> like am I very open to other people inhabiting my space more so now than probably ever but I got my I got my systems my routines and my habits that work for me long story short we all hopefully do but I'm like pretty like regimented in my morning <laughs> routine and my bedtime routine so integrating myself into somebody else's home, integrating into this new family, (laughs) being totally out of, you know, out of that element in that way. I had some protective parts that were like a little bit nervous. However, also I had talked a lot about, you know, Oh, you said his name. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. (laughs) like brought it up um we had had open conversations about it and talked about like different things that I would need and that he was anticipating as well because obviously parts there bringing me home stuff like that and it ended up being Amy like the most beautiful experience I could have asked for like just Mm -hmm. spending time around his family and how welcoming they were and just what a healing experience to a take time off and integrate into this family system and really just go in with an open heart and get to know everybody and like genuinely have curiosity about everything. And instead of letting um, this part of me that wanted to be on this 
regimented system and you know a lot of the time wants things to be very predictable and and um almost like groundhog day like i have this part of me that wants things to be just so safe and and predictable right yeah and just allowing you know oh are we gonna go to you know we're gonna go to so-and-so's house today okay cool like i'm not gonna go to the gym today i'm not gonna like just letting things be so free and self-led it was really beautiful and there are so many other like more nitty-gritty detail parts that i could go into one of them i will go into just because it is very relevant is i obviously didn't spend christmas around my family this year yeah. i have a lot of i think we all have a lot of stuff around our own families um and christmas morning i woke up and i just started bawling and it was like uh-huh. somewhat confusing to me um uh, because nothing had happened nothing you know i was really happy with being there and it was a really beautiful moment where I just sat and let myself like have that moment of mixture of really deep grief and really deep gratitude, really deep grief in a familiar like self-led way for those parts of myself that haven't gotten the experience that I got this year and missed my family and yet also this gratitude for the experience that I was currently having. It was really, really awesome uh, and really healing. And the way that that was responded to by, you know, some of the people around me, namely my boyfriend was like incredible and I couldn't have asked for anything more like gentle and caring and Mm -hmm. also spacious. Um, That was just, it was really deeply meaningful to me <laughs> and awesome. cool. yeah yeah really really cool and deserved and well deserved and healing and yeah. so kind of tying it back to your like wow this ifs thing really works mm-hmm. we both were able like you and i when we sort of recapped about our experience i got off the phone with you after that conversation and i was like it's not a it's not like a resting on our laurels type of thing. Like, Oh, I did the IFS work and it kind of is uh, exemplified of like, Oh, doing this deep IFS work means that, you know, at, in these um, times where I need that crisis Mm -hmm. level and my system is jacked up and activated and like really caring for my system and building trust for those parts in those times of my life sets me up to not always have to be doing this deep, deep, like work grind with Mm -hmm. my parts all the time because I have inherent trust that I'll show up for them when these like surprise parts come up on Christmas day and I wake up and I'm crying and it's just like, it comes and it goes, you know, and that relationship is there. Yeah, no, definitely. And I also, something's coming in for me is like time too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Cause I also took an abundance of time off away from seeing clients. The longest I've ever, I ever have professionally. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see clients for 19 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an intriguing intersection that's coming up for me too. As you say that I was like, huh, curious too. We both had more time to ourselves, mm-hmm. which probably does give more spaciousness, right? Because I know my managers weren't like, also like, 
got to make breakfast, got to do this, got to do this. And where are we at with this? And as Lucia, how's she getting to school? And what's going on here? And homeschool stuff and make sure that's happening. And oh yeah, got to volunteer for the Valentine's party. You know, all the things like there was just also a lovely amount of external spaciousness in time too, Mm -hmm. um, which I think my parts also relished in. 100%. Like, yeah, I didn't have to have everybody was able to take the back seat because we were granted this luxury of uh-huh. of time which was so right. so beautiful and i feel yeah. so like <laughs> I, just, I hate the word blessed for some reason like i'm so because blessed. it has re- because it has religiosity <laughs> to it so it grosses it has, me out too yeah. well it has that and it has this like kind of social media like hashtag blessed hashtag blessed um, yeah like this um, multi-level marketing girly, like girl boss thing that I have like associated with it. And like, okay. I genuinely felt so grateful and so blessed to be able to have that rest because it's not something that everyone's granted. And it's not something I've ever granted myself. Well, it felt really luxurious. Hashtag yes. luxurious. <laughs> yes. It felt luxurious to have mm. space, right? Um, so I was on, I was on call in Arizona, but it still worked out. Okay. (laughs) Oh wait, I shouldn't have said that out loud that I was in a different state while on call, but I was, yep. Okay. So moving along. Luckily, I don't think our boss listens to this podcast. Except for this one. She done. Yeah. This is going to be the Uh one you're going to get a text. (laughs) And you're on call currently too. So she can hit you up any time of the day or night. (laughs) Aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm on next week. Um, yeah. So and anyways, I just, oh, it just felt so nice. And I, I appreciated catching up with you about the experiences you had and sharing about my own and, you know, talking about it today. It just, it like solidifies the gratitude for what's going on in my life. And I think naturally um, the new year, you know, we talked about it brings a lot of reflection and things that we want to focus on. And some of that reflection for me has been um, looking back to where I was this time last year and realizing just how damn grateful I am for where I am this year, because last yeah. this time last year, I was a, an absolute part of my French, but an absolute fucking wreck. And I, I realized it at the time, but in compare, like the, con- the compare and contrast now for how I feel Gen- like generally walking through my day to day, I didn't realize how, how parts led and how survival mode I like genuinely was n- unwell this time of year last year. And so it's it like yeah, that's a, emotional. That's a trip for me to hear. And it makes me emotional too, because I think I'm pretty, this isn't like a stroke myself. Like, sort of. like I feel like I'm pretty damn attuned to you. And I knew, I obviously yeah. knew you were struggling and having, you know, you had parts up around what was going on, but yeah, I would have never guessed you were as unwell as you're saying right now. So that makes me both sad. And of course, parts are like, dude, what'd you miss? You missed the tells you dropped the ball Crawford. Um, so I'm grateful too to know that you're on the other side of that. And I'm also, heavy hearted to know you are in as bad of a place as you are. Yeah. I'm like emotional about it right now. Thinking about, I feel, um, cause even parts of me have that, like the protective parts of me are like, wow, how did you not, 
protect yourself better. Like how, you know, but everything that was going on, it was like, I genuinely that, um, abandonment system that I have was so activated and the protectors were so activated, just trying to, um, protect me right and try but it was it was done in such a you know the the jobs that they were doing were just in some such an ineffective uh, way for the true protection of my system and the contrast you know i i fully support the way that they went about things i definitely was still quite mature in the way i went about things it's not like i burned anybody's house down even though i probably thought about it more well, than but it. i also think like for me too like because I've got such a big sister vibe with you yeah. that I also probably my own protectors maybe wouldn't allow me to see your pain. And I think you probably were also protecting me even because you know 100%. I would have burned a motherfucker's house. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just the compare and contrast and like how, how, uh, how grateful I am for you and the relationships that I have in my life that helped me through you know, some of the activation that came up at the end of, I mean, throughout the entire situation, then definitely like going through the breakup there and God damn, am I so like, there's like almost this feeling of shock for some parts of me for how, like how contrasting Mm -hmm. I feel this year and just how calm and, what all of that work really, really did afford me to be able to to walk through things in such a different way now. Yeah. yeah. It's it's wild. Mm. So yeah. It really does work. It really does work, you guys. And it's hard, but it really does work. Mm-hmm. Totally so. agree. It really does work. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me there. <laughs> I went yeah. through a little something. So. <laughs> So <laughs> no emotions aren't allowed to be felt here. <laughs> Went through a little something, something there. Um, okay. Well, we have talked our listeners' ears off for 48 minutes and 40, 55 I do seconds. need to share real fast though. I need, like, I, yeah. I'm feeling a lot of grief over my Eagles losing in the playoffs <sighs> this year and Jason Kelsey's retirement. Well, I'm assuming retirement. There's rumors all over the place around which direction that will take. So I just need to give a shout out to my Eagles and to Jason Kelsey. Thanks for, thanks for giving me and my family fun and joy and pleasure. And yeah. So parts of me are sad. Okay. That's all. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do a little tag off of that. We're going to play a little tag. Jason Kelsey. Should you be listening to our little turning in podcast with your number one for the last like year podcast with your brother? Jason Kelsey should for sure be listening to our podcast. I know. I listen to yours, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, you should probably listen to (laughs) ours. If you need any support in your transition, please reach out to us, (laughs) namely Amy, because I don't know that I could do much for you. (laughs) (laughs) Megan can't do shit, but. I can hook you up. Yeah. So I'm glad that you can. But before this episode, maybe, maybe, one, of, maybe one of our 12 listeners. You know. 
Yeah, one of one of the twelve of you, please. Think, I'm praying that you have some kind of connection to the NFL. Big, big players to in the, the Eagles. Listen, you never know. We've got some big listeners to this podcast. Gwyneth Paltrow listens to our podcast. That's true. Or has. I don't know if she's a regular listener, but um okay. Before this turns into just this I'm crazy. dying right now. I can't stop laughing for some reason. I know, I know and then I just want to. Then I want to cry when I think of Jason Kelsey crying. So I'm a mess. Okay, go oh, ahead, sweetheart. Um, I have a couple Reddit things for you. We, mm-hmm. I mean, really, this episode was supposed to be a little expansive, so I'm going to stop apologizing for for sharing what's been going on with us because that's what we wanted to do. Um, and. Going through Reddit is a very interesting experience for me, especially so I get alerts like on my, which I need to turn off if I was going to say that seems like a really bad choice, but go ahead. Well, it's not just on my phone either. I get them on my Garmin. So I get like when I get the new posts as they post (laughs) on external family system uh, thread on Reddit. And some of them are really interesting. Yeah. uh, I need to. Honestly, I don't know how that happens, so I need to maybe have uh, some time to <laughs> try and figure out some technology. But um, a lot of my experience of going through Reddit trying to find things, um, not only for things, you know, not only even for podcast episodes, but to kind of get a pulse on what people struggle with um, mm-hmm. and knowing what you and I can actually truly be helpful for the whole point of this was to be of service in the realm of IFS to people who are interested. It's not just to sit here and listen to ourselves talk, right? Um, So my experience is that a lot of people use it to just vent and that's not something that I really find always helpful to use as like a platform to like read people's stories. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, I, 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 I think that is responsible listening, reading on your end, because that's people speaking as their parts, which is fine. However, maybe not a benefit here. (laughs) Right. Like I don't, I don't feel like sharing people's individual stories is going to always have like the most mass um, assistance to, or like for for our 12 listeners. Exactly. For our 12 listeners. (laughs) However, um, with that being said, there's one on here that really um, struck me and I think is actually quite relevant to something you shared about the plexiglass. So um, it's a little bit longer and it does get into some storing, but I want to share it. So the title is Struggle to Feel When Around My Family. It said, I'd like help identifying what might be happening with some parts. I recently lost an uncle who I'd grown close to after being estranged. My family holds grudges like no other, and nearly all of us are dysfunctional and most are emotionally stunted. The relationships between my uncle and nearly everyone else were complicated, strained, or estranged, except for me because I reached out to him a while back to reestablish contact. Last Sunday, my uncle's wife hosted a wake to celebrate his life, and the majority of my family and extended family showed up. I had been able to cry and feel vulnerable expressing my grief up until they got there. Then it was almost like I lost access to my sadness and grief, and I sort of felt leveled out or just pretty okay. I was also feeling more acceptance after seeing his body. 
During the wake, I saw my other relatives crying, and it was like a part of me knew I had those feelings, but that I had to keep it together for some reason, but it felt more like I lost access to them. I was only able to cry when my close childhood friend hugged hugged me from behind. She hugged me, and I was finally able to cry in front of my family. Can someone help me detangle what might be going on here? I'm assuming there is a part that feels unsafe to express vulnerability slash sadness with my family because I don't feel particularly emotionally close to them, and another part that sort of comes online and blocks that other part out to be, quote unquote, the strong one. It's hard because up until my friend hugged me, I got the feeling that I wasn't sad, possibly because I had other complicated emotions going on too that would push my grief and sadness away. I don't know. So, Obviously, there's that's like a therapy session in its own, probably that we could like go in and detangle and look at systems and try and like mm-hmm. sort of suss out what's going on. And I thought this post tied in well with sort of that idea of the the plexiglass and that mm-hmm. protection that might come up. So tell me your thoughts. Well, first, I started laughing because not at the post. But laughing with this idea, like if people could, like if my thoughts as you're reading things, they could come up like little comic bubbles, people would laugh. Um, Because like within like the first sentence or two, I was like, well, of course you do. I mean, that was like, that was like, like, well, yeah, of course you stop feeling and showing emotions when your family comes around. So of course you do that. I mean, legit. Why wouldn't you? It's not safe. Um, First off, I commend this person on like astute insight, man, like super Mm -hmm. solid insight. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to, so I'm going to add something to it Mm -hmm. regarding the plexiglass thing I brought up in relationship to this, but I have nothing more to add because this person already said it, like their summary, like their Mm -hmm. conceptualization of what they think Mm -hmm. is happening is in fact a hundred percent what is happening. Mm-hmm. So yes, good on you. That's exactly what's happening. No, you don't feel safe to express those feelings. Well, parts of you don't feel safe to express those feelings. So other parts block it off um, for whatever the reasons, right? Could be to be strong, could be don't go there, whatever, right? And then my sense would be best friend comes up. As soon as I said, heard someone hug me from behind, I would elbow them in the face. Cause if they came and <laughs> hugged me from behind, that would be a bad thing to do. Um, but that, so that popped into my head, but that aside, probably friend feels safe. So mm-hmm. parts had an external safety attachment figure that they then like bleep, then felt and externalized their feelings. Probably all what happened, but again, said Reddit user, what do people, is that what, is it a Reddit user? What do I, yeah. Or is there a fancier? Or like OP. They call them like OP, which stands for like original poster. The oh. OP. <laughs> so the person who posted this originally, I can't bring myself <laughs> to say the OP. Um, uh, I mean, good on you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your assessment analysis, 100% spot on. I would say how this relates to the plexiglass thing that we were bringing in is the difference in parts blending, mm-hmm. right? So this individual had parts that blended. Clearly there was still enough self online to actually know that that was going down, whether in the moment or root cause analysis afterwards, doesn't really mm-hmm. matter too much. Like 
super great, 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 great. That's a U-turn. So that's the big difference, right? Blending versus deliberately maybe channeling or calling upon our parts from self, having self even in the lead just a little bit, right? So the part of me that I get, I have to sneeze if you're wondering why I'm touching my nose. The part of me that um, sort of did the plexiglass bit, self-notice, there's there's enough self online to notice the energies going on externally that were causing potential interference for the moment and the experience I was having. And so self said, yep, hmm. go ahead, do what you need to do. So it was deliberate and with permission from self, mm-hmm. not that our parts need permission from self, but that's the biggest thing, right? It wasn't a blending, but a channeling, a using the gift of the part, if you will, mm-hmm. versus the part coming up because they've needed to protect. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a whole other kind of realm to, to that, that, I mean, I want to start by saying, yeah, like super insightful. And it sounds like they've already sussed out and feel comfortable um, with their assessment of what happened, whether it was a comfortable experience or not. There's sort of a few things. A, I don't know that anything needs to change in that scenario. Like, I think you've already identified sort of what happened. And then additionally to that, I'm getting a little bit more into like thinking logical here, but dissecting what you said about the dysfunction of your family or they said about the dysfunction of their family. um, How much gratitude could we have for the Mm -hmm. protective nature of those parts? If, if you don't feel safe um, around your family based on whatever your experience of dysfunction is, what kind of gratitude you can have to not create um, further vulnerability for those exiles to be hurt yeah. even more. Right. Is that something that you want to work on changing and being more deliberate? Like you're talking about in self-led in the future. Yeah, sure. Probably. And I think there's a cool way to kind of, uh, they ended saying like, well, I don't know. And it's like, you, you do know, you just mm-hmm. talked about it. You like assessed it in a really insightful way and B you, you know, IFS in parts enough to know what self is, it sounds like probably or likely. And so getting more in touch with that is only going to, you know, maybe change that in the future. It wasn't really clear to me, I guess, that this person had any interest in showing more emotion around their family, but there was obviously a part of them that felt bad for not doing it. Yeah, or that something was wrong or some sort of judgment yeah. is my sense around that. Yeah, um, you know, and the thing is, the the bigger work with said person therapeutically would be helping the parts that don't feel safe expressing emotion in front of the family realize that they can still express emotion and self-scot them regardless of who is, is around. Is around. Mm, yeah. Right. And I'm not saying it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever, that this person cried, didn't cry, you know. Um, but that you're safe because self is online. Right. Like, so it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter who's there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is just inherently, yeah, a more <clears throat> authentic experience, which creates more yeah. trust. So I just thought that one was interesting, especially based on some of that plexiglass. Mm-hmm. It just aligned really For sure. Well. 
Um, okay, I think this one's interesting as well. So it's titled Resistance. It says, has anyone here encountered resistance to IFS? I read the book, the book, first of the all. The book. Sorry, I need to just interject. <laughs> I read the book. <laughs> Listen to all the videos on YouTube. Find it all fascinating. I'm full of good intentions, but nothing much happens. There always seems to be something more important to do. I suppose there is a part that doesn't want me to do the work. Haven't encountered anything like this since I did my 12-step work 20 years ago. My sponsor back then had to drag me through that process, which in the end changed my life enormously for the better. And that's the whole post. Yeah. All right. So, so no, no question. Yeah, no, that's like, cool. Has anyone ever encountered resistance? No, it's, to it's more fun when there's no question because then I have creative licensure. See, I'm embracing creativity to do whatever yeah. I want with it. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I think that one's funny. I do too. Um, and I don't know why. <laughs> partially, I, and I don't know the accuracy of what I'm about to say, is I personally don't think that self has ever bought a book off of Amazon or walked into Barnes and Noble. I really think mostly it's parts of us buying self-help books. Mm -hmm. um, so a part of you has read the book. <laughs> and it also sounds like parts of you succumbed to your sponsor's 12 step nudging, which is I'm thrilled to know that it was a benefit um, to your recovery. And yeah, I, I encounter resistance every session I have with someone. Mm -hmm. So even people who are spending gob, you know, gobsmacking amounts of money to, to work with, me and IFS are resistant, but even like it's what's astounding to me. This may seem tangential, but it's really not. Is as some of you may know, I am involved with IFSI, the Institute for IFS, who does all the big trainings, the level one trainings to get practitioners and therapists trained in the model. Oh, celebration point there. I've mm -hmm. been promoted to an assistant trainer role with them. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. But what's astounding to me is that it those are expensive, expensive, mm -hmm. expensive trainings, like four grand expensive mm -hmm. for like 14 days. Like that's a lot of money in my yeah. world. Um, and it is guaranteed that every one of those that I've been a part of, whether as a learner or as a program assistant, or as a leadership member, there is always at least one, at least one, usually two to four out of the 36 participants who have wildly skeptical parts, who are mm. resistant, who don't want to do it, who don't buy into it, who don't like it, who don't get it, who just block things off, and I'm not hearing so much skepticism in this post yet, like kind of mistrusting, resistant, oppositional mm -hmm. kind of eh, type mm -hmm. parts, super, super normal. That's just mm -hmm. another part. So the part that's in the way becomes the way. So if there's a resistant part, that's who becomes, that's the target part, right? Mm -hmm. That's who we then start working with. And then an IFS 
that's where we really try to help educate that part on the potential benefit of mm-hmm. giving it a go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it almost, so I'm going to like go piggyback yeah. right off of mm-hmm. what you just said, because the vibe that I got was exactly what you're saying. There's obviously this resistance part. However, this person has also read the book and watched. Oh, yeah. All so there's the, the, yeah, there's yeah. a polarization where the part's like, Oh my gosh. <gasps> exactly. Cool. And then a part that's like, Heh. Well, and it's like that, that polar polarized part almost wants to convince the resistant part that like, cause you're yeah. also posting on an IFS Reddit thread as well. So right. it's like, there's this part that's like uh-huh. so polarized trying to convince that other part. And it's yeah, like, you got it's the manager, of- then you got the firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, but between you and I, my like to make connections part is like, oh, right. Those are the same parts. Also, that helps you get sober. Mm-hmm. That also was using. Mm-hmm. Right. Translates back to. Right. Like there's likely. exactly, you know what I mean? Like there's definitely some for sure old energy of. Yeah. A pretty unique, unique and common polarization. Mm-hmm. Right. And IFS is, um, we talk about so nuanced <laughs> and mm-hmm. simple in theory and sometimes simple in practice and yet very uh, convoluted at times. Mm-hmm. So it also makes a lot of, I feel like I'm going back to this a lot, but it's like, it makes a lot of sense that your system wants to protect you from something that feels, um, A, like something that's probably going to be painful at times and also be that um, can be challenging um, to conceptualize on its own. It face. also feels kind of woo woo and weird. I mean, like there's also, yeah, it's a little abstract. Yeah, it's kind of abstract. And uh, we're used to this psychology realm that is like uh, puts people in boxes with diagnoses yeah. and it's like kind of out of the realm of that. So it makes sense. But yeah. it made me laugh too. I, I read it and yeah. I was like, first of all, um, especially, first of all, I encounter that at work a lot, whether oh, yeah. it's true resistance or these parts that come up that have this like, um, well, granted, we also use a lot of, a lot of different modalities at work. And mm-hmm. so I think it's also natural this pace and tempo and things like that, which actually brings me to the next thing, which is what are your favorite sayings about IFS or not even IFS, but that help connect you to self. And I'll go first on that one. Slow is fast and pace and tempo Mm -hmm. are two things that Mm -hmm. slow my ass down so fast when I can remember them. So those are two of my mine that help me a lot and that are very, very popular in the IFS. I have parts that are resistant to saying anything because they all feel super cliche to me in this moment. Oh, so my talk, two are so, so talk about so talk about resistance. So I have a resistant yeah. part who's like, I don't want to say because I don't know right now because they all feel cliche. Um, I just want you to know, Amy, that um, yeah, even though we say I'm on the podcast, uh, yeah, you can change your mind. I don't want to. It's not solidified um, <laughs> into the ether that these have to be your favorite for the piano. No. Well, okay, well, because what? Okay. But also I had a bunch of things that showed up with the simplicity of that post that, so 
read it again. Cause like, so what's the ask? What helps me come into self? What, what well, pithy so cliche yeah, IFS so, phrase helps me come into self? Well, it says, so what are your favorite sayings about IFS? So I interpreted that <laughs> okay. like favorite sayings, all parts, welcome, like, no bad parts, all the yeah, titles yeah, yeah. of the books. Okay. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. Greater than the sum of all of our, um, and so that's one. 1B is, or even not IFS, but that help connect you to self. So is there like a saying or something that's maybe not even one of the cliches that your system uh, gloms onto that you really, and maybe it's a part of a Nikita Gill poem. Who knows? Maybe not (sighs) based on your face. (laughs) I don't know why this was so hard for me to answer. My parts are like, my parts are not please for some reason i just um, read you a four paragraph thing in the two yeah, sentence I know. The one that you're no, I know. okay so from a from a from a ifsc sort of thing i'm gonna choose the title uh you are the one you've been waiting for hmm. that for me probably that for me probably is would be both hmm. um that would be both for me, probably in this moment, that feels true and real. I like that. And then I think, yeah, you know, sure. Hold on a second. I'll, it's right here because I don't want to screw it up. And then since you said Nikita Gill, um, this brings up stuff for me too. I will not give up the flowers in my heart just because the world is a hard place. The world is only a hard place because it needs more flower hearted people. Mm. So that is one of her micro poems that does that also brings me into self, right? That idea that self can be a healing antidote to all of Mm. this for me, for us micro macro. So yeah. So there we go. How's that? (laughs) You get an A plus. Thank you. Gold star. I get a gold star. You get Uh a gold star. I actually love, thank you for reading that. Cause I really think, that brings it full circle back to kind of what we were talking about, about yeah, self begetting self and how showing up that way helps other people and just the service that that can bring to, to our lives. Like, yeah, that really ties in well. Funny how once you start doing IFS, you can see IFS and everything. Oh my gosh. No, it's like, it's really, <laughs> it's my second language. I translate everything into IFS. Into IFS. Absurd. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have one more. And I could bring this into some other meta topics that I have. I will have to be somewhat brief with this because I'm meeting a friend for coffee. So no, (laughs) this is the last one. I was just going to say, I'm not going to get into it in this one because I think it's a much bigger conversation, but um, I thought it was mm, partially interesting and we might have to put a pin in it both for your coffee and because I will go crazy with this. Do you have social parts? I mean, parts that enjoy company sort of friendly what hold on a second as i'm reading this again some of the i'm having a hard time reading it aloud because some of the grammar that i looked over in my mind is not able to be looked over i mean parts that enjoy company so do you have social parts i mean parts that enjoy company how do they show up in your daily life and do you think it's a component of self in some cases or a part like Obviously, self can have 
social like obviously self can want to con- does want to connect generally and be right. curious and be social and is there an aspect where a part of you is just showing up to be social yes to all of that um my thought bubble was no i do not have social parts i have antisocial <laughs> parts uh which is true i genuinely do <laughs> uh majorly um and yet when i'm in a social situation no one would ever know that mm. and i know this isn't like asking amy what's amy's system do but feels easiest for me to say what Amy's system does. Yeah, relate it back to yourself. I appear to be the most social, outgoing, tell me more, yeah, woohoo, like, Mm. talkative human in the entire world. And I was going to say most of the time that's not genuine. That's not true because it depends who I'm with, right? But put me, yeah, so... So part of me is can be very pro forma in those ways. So mm-hmm. I think to answer that question, yes, self wants to have genuine connections. And yes, I think parts of us are more pro-social just to be pro-social. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which can also create connection. I think my vibe today is just like outside of um, these, I'm like just very in this like, Everybody just like, let it be like, let your parts sit back and observe. It doesn't have to be yeah. this like constant um, analysis, like critical analysis, Yeah, like, it's just- which is funny and ironic based on us analyzing, you know, yeah. and, and the, the vibe I'm realizing as each uh, we read each one is like, and like, that's not so bad. Like that doesn't have to be so bad outside of it causing immediate danger or harm to you or other people. Like, well, are they showing up in extreme ways that are impacting the wellness safety of your system or someone's else system? That's mm-hmm. really the question because, you know, if we go back to the question before this, one of those sayings is all parts are welcome. Mm-hmm. So it's like, cool. All parts are welcome. So just observe without judgment or attachment and go, huh? Curious. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Let it, huh let it be and explore it and gain a relationship with it. And like, yeah, you're going to have all sorts of parts. And sometimes those are going to show up as this performance in a social setting or your like HR rep is going to come up at right. work or, right. you know, and, and that's all good. Like, cool. Yeah, as long yeah. as you're still feeling a genuine authenticity throughout the stream of your life. Like, well, cause there's also an implication like when a part's there, that self's not there, right? And it's not right. all Self is always there. How accessible is the question? And is it, are we flooded by the part or? Yeah, because it's not like a switch. So yeah, it's. That's sort of the vibe that I've gotten from some of these questions as I've read them yeah. aloud today. Because again, I like go through and read them in my head. And then reading them aloud to you is just a little bit of a different experience. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the kind of the vibe that I get is like this idea that if a part, if I'm part led, I'm inherently, it's inherently bad. It's yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's inherently bad. And that self is nowhere to be found. And it's like, right. no, that's not, that's not what we're saying. No, because remember yeah. in the, in the absence of burdens, we still have parts. Mm-hmm. So, and those parts have self themselves. 
Right. Like the parts have self energy. So yeah. Anyways, those were <laughs> kind of, I've got a couple more, but I think based on time and um, I think the last question before the social one really just sort of tied things full circle. If I'm honest with, um, with ending on, yeah, the Nikita Gill poem, like yep. we need more flower hearted people. The world needs more flower hearted people. And how do we become flower hearted? We try and see the flowers in our heart mm-hmm. <laughs> and get in touch yeah. with them. So. Yeah, she just wrote something pretty phenomenal about uh, more of an essay around um, the guilt and feeling joy. Good mm. read. So, so y'all should go read it. Talk yeah. about parts, right? Those guilty parts that block us from feeling joy. So, mm-hmm. we've talked. We talked about that with one of our guests too. I don't remember which episode it was, but that would have um, been Aaron. I think I was going to say it's probably joyfulness. <laughs> probably Dr. Aaron Baker. Yeah. All right. Okay, you will have fun at coffee with your friend. Thank I'm gonna you. go. I'm gonna go be social. You're gonna go. That social part is gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you everybody for listening to our casual kind of chit chat update. Reddit, just super casual. We've got a few more structured educational episodes upcoming in the next few weeks, and wanted to just do an update with some of the beautiful experiences that we've had um, over the holidays and in our lives recently. So, hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you, as always, for tuning back into the Turning In Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram, a like on all platforms that you may listen and tune into our Turning In Spotify playlist as well. Uh, We love you and hope that you stay well and safe and turn in. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye.